This is Orson Welles on the Air, featuring the old-time radio performances of the legendary Orson Welles. Welcome back to Orson Welles on the Air. Thanks for joining me again this time. We'll continue our Lives of Harry Lyme replay on this episode with the 45th episode of that series, which first aired in 1951 and 1952, produced 52 episodes. One we'll hear today, A Night in a Harem. This one first aired June 6th, 1952. Presenting Orson Welles as the third man. The Lives of Harry Lyme. The fabulous stories of the immortal character, originally created in the motion picture The Third Man, with zither music by Anton Karras. Most people, you know, spend their lives searching for something. For the girl of their dreams of the perfect man, as the case may be, for happiness, for fame and glory, for the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, or just for the rainbow. My search has always been for the ideal sucker. Not just any sucker, but the perfect one. The sucker with a couple of hundred millions in his pocket, an open mind and not too much brains. Well, last year in Paris, I was sure I'd found him. Sam Cordite, you've probably heard of him. Sam Cordite, the oil man. He actually wears one of those Stetsons, even on the Champs-Élysées, and those shoes with the trick heels and a gold toothpick and a heart of gold and pale blue eyes as innocent as any newborn babes. struck oil myself. He was sitting in the Tour d'Argent all alone. I checked up with Claude on who he was. Now he's giving it the old dice come on. I wonder if you know how it works. It's a dodge for making the sucker speak to you first, which is always important. And what you do is sit idly shaking some dice in a cup, sort of thing they have in most bars. And then you drop one of the dice near the sucker and pretend you don't notice that you did. The sucker picks up the dice, or die if that's the singular, and returns it to you with a merry laugh. And that's how all the fun begins. <laughs> Your pardon? On the Mauritian, you'd want That was a nice ship, yes, sir. 1935. That's the last time anybody tried the old drop the dice dodge on me. Well, that's how I happened to get acquainted with Sam Cordite, the oil king. He was a mighty check grabber, so I took him around somewhat, but I can't say I took him. Not that I didn't try, but pretty soon the feeling started to press in on me that if there was a sucker in the party, 
it wasn't Sam. So that's how I happened to find myself late in December of last year in San Moritz. I was in the bar of the Palace Hotel there, one of those places where everybody goes, that bar, everybody, that is, uh, everybody with a capital E or a capital body, throneless kings and kingless blondes, movie stars and maharajas, and of course, your old friend, Harry Lyme. Good evening, Mr. Lyme. Good evening, Staying with Luigi. us for Christmas? Uh, Christmas? Well, that depends, Luigi. Give me a stinger. It depends on what I find in my stocking. What would you say to a beautiful ribbon-haired princess with gray eyes? Princess? A terrific figure mm -hmm. and a tremendous bank account. Did I understand you correctly? Yes, sir, Mr. Lyme. You understood. No, I don't, I don't think I did. I, I thought you said... That's uh, what I said, Mr. A Lyme. A beautiful princess with a bank account. Very with beautiful, account. Mr. Lyme, and the bank account is enormous. There she is, sitting mm -hmm. over there. Mm. I see what you mean. Uh, who is she? She's the favorite daughter of the Sultan of Qualabad. Princess Laila is the name. She's been going to school here in Switzerland. Right, great. And now, how do I go about arranging to meet her, old man? After all, a princess, I can't just ask for a line to drop my pretty handkerchief. It's all arranged, Mr. It's Lyme. all arranged. You have this on what authority, old man? Santa Claus? The princess has asked me to tell you that she's anxious to make your acquaintance, Mr. Lyme. Uh -huh. Here is your drink. And Merry Christmas. She had the big front suite in the hotel. It was full of hothouse flowers, and there was the sound of music from a gramophone somewhere, and through the big windows we could see the moon rising over the snow-capped out. And I don't want to talk about oil. Not anymore. Harry, kiss me again. Hello? Brussels? Oh, very well. Yes, Mr. Van Blicker? Yes, all right. I'll drive down to Zurich tonight and take the first plane in the morning. Don't need you going? Yes, right away. Ring the bell for the maid, will you, Harry? I must stop. Sure, packing. but when will I see you again? Oh, soon, Harry. I have much to talk to you about. But oh, tomorrow good. I'm in Brussels and perhaps after that Istanbul. Istanbul. Go to the concierge, will you, Harry, and see if the road is open to Zurich. Or perhaps there's a train. I'll meet you downstairs. What are you waiting for? Well, aren't you going to kiss me goodbye? Well, there'll be time for that later, Harry, on the way to the station. I have a naturally suspicious nature, so I checked with the porter. I checked not just about the trains for the princess, but about the princess as well. It seems she was just as good as she looked. So there really was a kingdom of Qualabad, and Laila really was the sultan's daughter. About half an hour later, I found myself sitting next to her, bundled up under a fur rug in one of those sleighs on our way down to the railway station. Moon was high up above us and casting an unnecessarily flattering light on the princess of Qualabad. I'll send you a wire, Harry, if I have to fly down to Turkey. And then Turkey. maybe you can meet me in Rome. Would you be willing to do that? Willing, Laila. For you, I'd go all the way to Qualabad. Well, that's nice. Because you may have to. Hi there, hi boy. What you been up to now? Oh, I took the Princess Laila to a train, Sam. She told me some very interesting things. Sam. Yes, hi boy. Ever hear of a man called Professor Birdlake? Josephus Birdlake, the geologist? Why, sure. Well, you, you know about geology, too? I had to do with oil, son. I'm an oil man. A check up. What you want with old Birdlake? I'll tell you later, but, uh... First, is he a good man? Well, son, I don't rightly know what church he goes to, if that's what you mean by a good man. But he knows where the oil is, and when he don't, he can make a mighty sharp guess. Hello? There is a Professor Bird Lake to see you, Mr. Lyme. Bird Lake? Oh, yes. Yeah. Send him right up. 
next day. And as Laila had told me on the way to the station the night before, Birdlake was coming to San Moritz to see her. She'd left a note for him, introducing me and saying I could speak for her. Come in. Mr. Lyme. Uh, that's right. Come in, please, Professor. You are Professor Birdlake. Yes, I take it the princess has already told uh, you. Well, she explained that uh, she and her father, the sultan, had engaged you. Uh, Professor, please sit down, won't you? Mm, thank you, Mr. Lyme. Yes, I'm just back from Qualabad now. Oh, I yes. went to Zurich this morning. Mm. But unfortunately, I missed the princess. She had to get to Brussels to see Van uh, Blinker. Oh. Though what she'll say to Van Blinker, I don't know, without having first seen my report. Your report. In her uh, note, she says that I'm to give it to you, Mr. Lyme. Yes, but maybe you could give me now just a rough idea, first in layman's language. In layman's language, Mr. Lyme, yeah. the news is good. Mm. Indeed, I think I may say, without fear of exaggeration, very good. Oh. Of course, there have been only a few trial drillings attempted, but the signs are excellent. Qualabad, in the next year or so, is almost surely going to turn into the most important new oil field in the Middle East. The most important? Did you say the most important? Of the new field? But that yes, means, it means uh, millions. Hundreds of millions, Mr. Hundreds Lyme. Billions. Uh, hello, operator. Uh, get me the concierge. I want to talk to the porter. Billions, eh? Not only for the old sultan either, but for whoever's fortunate enough to get the concession. Hello, porter. When's the next train to bustle? But by the time I got to Brussels, she'd left for Istanbul. A wire was forwarded to me from Switzerland. Dearest Harry, it said, urgent you meet me Thursday, Excelsior Hotel, Rome. Love, Laila. So where do you think I was on Thursday? Hi, Harry boy. How's tricks? Hello, Sam. I'm glad you could join me. How do you like Italy? Okay, Harry boy. Not as pretty as Texas, but okay. Uh, let's go up to my room and... Just a minute, Sam. I want to see if Laila uh, uh, Laila, you know, Sam, that Arabian princess I told you about. Boy, you really got it bad, don't you? Funny kind of Arab princess, that girl, I must say. What do you mean? Arab girls, especially down in that part of the country, wear them big veils and spend most of their lives in the harem. Well, Lila's emancipated. Oh, you can say that again. I mean, she's been going to school here in Europe, Oh, and the old sultan hasn't any male heirs, and she's his favorite. I know it sounds fishy, but it's true. I checked. So died. You check on everything, don't you, Sam? Sure. I suppose you checked on me. Sure. Well? What's wrong, son? Well, if you checked on me, you must have found out some fairly unsavory little items. Sure. You mean you don't care? Don't care about what? Well, that I'm a con man, even a crook, sort of? Why should I, Harry, boy? You ain't crook to con me. Ain't nobody done that. Well, what about Laila? You see, you've checked on her. Don't now. worry, Harry, boy. Your little Arab lady friend with a college education is strictly okay. Yes, Sam, but okay, from your point of view, could mean so many different things. Okay, in this particular case, covers just about everything. Okay means she's an Arab named Laila, not a grifter from Brooklyn called Sadie. It means she's just what she says she is and everything you think she is. It means she's the Sultan's daughter and the bee's knees. Come on, Harry boy, let's have us a drink. It was late and I was tired, so I didn't notice that the door of my room in the hotel was already unlocked. I just opened it and walked in. Good evening, Mr. Lyle. Who's that? I'll explain in a moment, Mr. Lyme. Don't turn on the light. Oh, why not? Just lock the door. But why? You heard me. Uh, okay. That's good. Now, can I turn on the light? Certainly. It is very tedious talking in the darkness. Hey. Perhaps I should present myself. My name is Von Blicker. Oh, uh, yes. Laila was talking to you on the phone last week. You're... Oh. Please sit down, Mr. Oh, Lyme. thank you. Now then, My it will be well for you, Mr. Lyme, Lyme, if you are as candid and truthful as possible. Exactly what does your understanding of the princess like Look here, old man, before I start answering your questions, suppose you answer some of mine. Just 
Who was it you were watching for in the street? Uh, of the there. agents, huh? Mr. Lime. Other the men agents? from Great Eastern. Great Eastern, Eastern Oil? They've been following you. And there is even the possibility that Barakian himself has sent opposition. Barakian? To say nothing of the Russian. Yes, well, uh, you're still not making any sense, old man. Not in my language, anyway. Now, let's see if I can't do a little guessing. You're all of you worried about the oil concession in Kualabad, right? Naturally. Yes. If the estimates are even half correct. Yes. This is an affair as big as anything we've had to deal with in this generation. And you've got the idea in your heads, you and whoever these other characters are representing the other oil companies, that I've got an arrangement with Laila. Well, let me tell you something. You're right. I have. And if you're interested in buying into that concession, Mr. Van Blecker, you've come to the right room. Now, Harry, boy. Oh, go away, Sam. Uh, I'm busy. Busy, son? Oh, I see. You got company. Well, well, but it isn't old chum Van Blicker. How oh, tricks, you Van. two know each other. Hmm? Oh, you're, you're going, Mr. Van Blicker? I will get in touch with you, Mr. Lime, tomorrow. <laughs> Sam. Yep. I know what you're thinking, Sam. Yeah, boy. You're thinking I was going to make a deal with that Van Blicker and cut you out of that oil concession. Now, why should I think that? Well, Sam? I would if I were in your place. That's what I'd think. What do you offer you? Well, we hadn't got to that yet. Dad didn't think so. You see, with my influence on Laila, I forgive 10%, 10% for my part. Sure, I know 10% of $100 million is... Well, sounds quite a lot, yeah, That's but... enough to get by on, son. Well, it is, high boy, it is. You're treating me as though I was some kind of a crook, Sam. Well, aren't you? Well, not as far as you're concerned. I swear to you, I Sam. wouldn't care if you were, Harry. I'm broad-minded. <laughs> returns in just a moment. island kingdom, or rather shaped them near the mouth of the Red Sea. It's been there, I suppose, as long as any other island in the world, but nobody gave it a thought until just recently during all that excitement over the oil concession. And then suddenly, this forgotten little blob of sand, you have to look carefully on the map for it, became a sort of battlefield, the scene of an undeclared world war in miniature. Who do you think was caught up right in the midst of it? Well, who do you think? Sam and I flew down in his private constellation to the nearest airport about 70 miles down the coast. Sam's yacht was waiting there for us, and that's how we got to Kualabadi in style. We were met in the port by some solemn-looking nabobs from the old sultan who told us we'd be received at court that evening. I was also given a note. It was from Laila. I will meet you, my darling, it began, in the courtyard of the Whispering Lions. I long to see you. 
Take the narrow road that leads from the street of the cobblers, turn to your left at the street of the builders of bird cages, and continue through the garden of nameless delight. I will be there when the moon has risen in the third hour. But be careful. The city is full of our enemies, and you are in great peril. Well, it was more of the same sort of lyrics, but you get the idea. I was just reading it over when one of the nabobs, a particularly repellent old bandit with a moth-eaten beard and one glittering eye, the white of which was the color of café au lait, sidled up to me. Mr. Lyon. Yes? May your shadow never grow less. Uh, what's that? May your back never bend. May your cheeks never wither. Thanks, old I man. wish you a thousand sons. Okay, Sean, who are you? This unworthy one, this despicable dog, is none other than Yaakov Ben Ali Hamid, Grand Vizier to the Sultan. Uh, well, Yaakov, old Sean, if uh, what you're trying to tell me is that you're a big shot. Big I... shot? Uh, of course, it is an expression of the American. Yes, yes. It is that you would say I am a man of influence, yes? yes. The Sultan's right-hand man, right? I, Yaqub bin Ali Hamid, the Sultan's right hand, the offended chooses no, to no, look. No, wait a minute, don't get mad. It I is the just... Sultan who is my hand, okay, left okay. and right, right and okay, left. Okay, okay. My whim is his law. Oh, that's nice to know. Silly old son of an ass. I beg your pardon? I am speaking of the Sultan. Ah, yes, uh, he only smiles if I deign to smile. And when I frown, he trembles. Well, all this is very interesting, I'm sure. I mentioned these matters to the great American Lord Harry Lyme. May his beard never grow white. Thank only you, to point out that when the time comes to discuss signing a contract for the oil concession... I uh, clear it with Yarkov. Yaka being the Grand Vizier and General all-around power behind the throne, which is you. Which is, indeed, as the great lord is pleased to point out to this unworthy one, me. Okay, Yaka, I'll bear you in mind. Inshallah, mashallah, may your shadow never grow less. Same to you, old man. I hadn't gone very far into the town. A big black limousine came up beside me and stopped. A red face was looking at me out of the window. It was Van Blecker. Ah, Mr. Lime. The pleasure's all yours, Mr. Van Blecker. It will be, Mr. Lime. The contract for the oil concession is in my pocket. Just now, however, it strikes me that there are too many foreign visitors to this little country. I suppose you mean me. Don't say you haven't been born, Mr. Lyon. May your back never bend, old man. I beg your pardon. May your shadow never grow less. This unworthy one throws himself in the dust beneath your chariot wheels and begs to remind you of an old saying among us oil men. What are you talking Narrowly about? it is written, never count your gushes till you own the real estate. <laughs> Hi there, Harry boy. What you been up to now? The trouble with you, Sam, is your suspicious nature. You're I had to talk to Van Blicker, but he started the conversation, Sam, and I haven't forgotten I'm working for you. Good. We're going to get this concession, Sam, if it kills me. That night, at the appointed hour, and in the appointed place in the courtyard of the Whispering Lions, I met Laila. Harry. Darling. Kiss me. What did you think I was going to do? Did you hear that? That's a signal. Signal for what? It's my guard at the gates. The lookout. It means we're discovered. Discovered? All is lost. Who's discovered us, honey? Yaakov Ben Ali Hammond, the visitor. Oh, you mean old dead-eyed Dick? Tell him to go away, Laila. We're busy. His men are everywhere. In the streets, in the markets. Very probably they surrounded us here. Well, what of it? This is not Europe, Harry. There are no policemen here. Oh. The land of violence and sudden death. The agents of Ben Ali Hammond are fanatics. They think nothing of murder. Well, what's that got to do with us? Not with us, Harry, with you. 
Van Alley is the creature of Von Blicker. He will stop at nothing. Well, what do we do? Take this. Put it on quickly. Oh, an Arab disguise. Here, I'll help you with the veil. You see, this way only your eyes are uncovered. No one will guess. I hope not. Now, listen carefully. Yes? At the gates is an old woman, my trusted slave. She will convey you to a place of safety. Ask no questions and go in silence. It is your only hope. One moment. Thanks, honey. You know something? That's the first time I've ever kissed anybody without first taking off my veil. It was quite a chase. Through twisting, shadowed alleys, tortuously winding, narrow streets, tripping over my pretty skirts most of the way. And the funny thing is, I never saw who was chasing me. Now, friends, it's too late now for me to pretend to you that I'm exactly a stranger to the confidence racket, and I'm afraid it's time now for me to make a little confession. The contents of this particular package is perhaps not exactly as advertised. I gave this tale, if you remember, a title. I called it A Night in a Harem. And it's conceivable that having heard that title, you may have expected something a little different from what you're getting. And if so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry anyway. I did spend a night in a harem. Though, by the way, they pronounce it harem. Foolish of them, but they do. And a drearier, more uneventful six hours I've never put in. The only slow-eyed daughters of the East I ran into seemed to be the cook and her grandmother. Then, too, that veil was a considerable inconvenience. Laila's servant let me in, and after the six-hour wait I mentioned, Laila's servant let me out. And then I was taken down to the shore and put in a rowboat. Muffled oars and all the rest of it. Very furtive departure for a big oil man like myself. Laila was the other passenger. Harry. Yes, what now? I think there's something you ought to know. Hmm? It pains me to tell you this, but you'll find out anyway. Okay, honey, let me know the worst. After that night in the Sultan's harem, I'm ready for any disappointment. Well, it's about the oil confession. Hmm? What about it? While you were waiting in the harem... Yes, and by the way, what was I waiting for? I never even saw anybody chasing me. The ways of the East, Harry, are mysterious. Honey, they sure are. Well, what about this oil concession? The contract is signed, Harry. Well, that's all right. Sam's a good guy. He'll see that I get my cut. The concession didn't go to him, Harry. What? Vision, my father came to an understanding. We must not complain. These things are written in the stars. Blicker. Oh, yes, Harry. It was Kismet. Kismet? Who's he? Kismet is fate. Destiny. They paid us ten million dollars, Harry. Just for the option. Then what was I doing all the time? Don't tell me. I know. I was being used to jack up the price. Oh, Harry, what could I have done without you? I'm, I'm just a helpless young girl. Mm -hmm. And what am I? Don't answer that either. No, I didn't murder her. I even let her kiss me goodbye. And as I went up the gangplank to Sam's yacht, she told me someday, when I knew everything, I'd thank her. Well, after I got my dress off, I met Sam for breakfast. Come on, cheer up, oh. Harry boy. You had nothing to lose, and you didn't lose it anyway. Ten percent of a hundred million dollars. You call that nothing? Well, nothing's just exactly what I do call it, Harry boy. Anyway, who ever mentioned a hundred million dollars beside you? Oh. Well, I don't, I, I don't know. Birdlake, for one. He... Oh, him. But you told me Josephus Birdlake's an authority on Not oil. Sure. Well, well, let's celebrate. Celebrate? What's there to celebrate? Ten million cash just for a down payment. Yes, that's, that's what why I'm celebrating. But they got the concession. For what? For a sandy little old island, even Lila doesn't stay on any longer, she can help. But Professor Birdlake told no, me. No, Harry boy, Birdlake didn't tell you a thing. 
That was just a fellow that called himself Birdlick. Laila hired him. He's a play actor from London. I checked. I oh. checked on everything. I knew first, of course, even on the princess. But she is the princess. Sure, but being a princess, don't say a girl has to keep from indulging her natural talents for the confidence racket. Mm. You know the old salted mine dodge, Harry boy. Oh, I'm surprised that you... You must have sold a few worthless oil chairs in your day. Oh. Then there's no... No oil in Qualipat at all. Of course not. Don't you think I checked? Why, that dirty... <laughs> well, you can't blame her and the old man from persuading that they is, eh, boy. After all, they got to live, too. Live on ten million cash? Sure, sure, they'll get along. But why not? And now what happened? Well, I thought we'd just sail on for a bit and see the sights. I've heard a long lot about this here island of Bally. That ought to be fun. And on the way, you can try selling me some gold bricks. That ought to be fun, too. Come on, that Harry boy. Bottoms up. Lime returns in just a moment. San Moritz last week, and of course I went to the Palace Hotel and stopped in at the bar for one of Luigi's famous stingers. Ah, oh, Mr. Lime. How are you this year, Mr. Lime? Oh, fine, thank By you. By the way, the Princess Lila is here again. Oh? Yes, indeed, Mr. Lime, and looking lovelier than ever, if that is possible. Oh, she was asking for you, staying over the holidays. Luigi. Yes, Mr. Lime. May your shadow never grow less, old man. Pardon? May your beard never grow white, and if mine does, don't start calling me Santa Claus. No, I'm not staying over the holidays. I just remember an important date in Monte Carlo. And as for the princess, old man, you could tell her for me, yes. I am sorry, Mr. Lime. What's that last? Arabic, old man. Arabic. For Merry Christmas. So long, though.
this episode. I'll be back soon with more Orson Welles. In the meantime, there's more old-time radio at relicradio.com. Find all the other shows listed there, past episodes of them, and links to our Facebook page, forum, shoutcast stream, all the Relic Radio goodies. It's also a donate button if you'd like to help support this and all the shows. Thank you very much to those who have, and thanks for joining me today. I'll be back soon with another episode of Orson Welles on the air.